Welcome to Ms. Lyrics Poetry Outlaws, a podcast hosted by Catherine Owen, in which she reads poems, talks about the poetry world, and interviews poets. Poetry, it makes nothing happen, according to W.H. Auden, and oh, that's a beautiful thing. Poetry Outlaws. I'm sitting outside. I'm listening to the revolutionary breezes. They're strong and fierce. They're whooshing through the apple trees, the cherry tree, and they're tossing the blossoms all over the lawn. And in the tossing, the releasing, they're letting them into the dirt. And over time, they will mulch up into the soil and create the foundation for new sprouts. So in that sense, they are revolutionary, the winds. And in fact, you could say that all life is a revolutionary force. It's always growing and changing and transforming itself according to the environment, the elements, the conditions. Nothing is static. Nothing is safe. I'm sitting here thinking about how to respond to the listener's question that I received last week, and it was from Karen Moe, who is my friend for many, many years and a truly revolutionary artist. And she wants to know what my perspective is on the connection between poetry and revolution. So first off, I'm going to read you a paragraph from the poet uh, Stephen Spender, British poet, uh, came to prominence in the 30s. And he stands on the absolutely opposite extreme where he believes that poetry has nothing to do with revolution. He says, of human activities, writing poetry is one of the least revolutionary The states of being a rentier, a merchant, a capitalist contribute their bits to revolution. They actively crumble. But the writing of a poem in itself solves the poem's problem. Separate poems are separate and complete in ideal worlds. If a poem is not complete in itself and if its content spills over into our world of confused emotions, then it is a bad poem. And however much it may impress people at present, soon it will be forgotten and will cease to be a poem at all. This is what people mean when they say that it is impossible to write good propagandist poetry. A work of art cannot reach out into everyday life and tell us whom to vote for and what kind of factories to build because injunctions on how to act in a world that has nothing to do with the poem destroy the poem's unity. So I think that the main opposition to the connection between poetry and and revolution there is the fact that poetry should be free. What does that mean? That means that there shouldn't be any need to write about a particular subject matter or for a certain cause um, imposed from the outside. So a a government or um, a corporation or any other entity that has control over you um, should not infuse your poetry uh, with its propaganda, with its ideology. 
Now, can a poem be used in a revolutionary fashion? Well, poetry has been used thusly uh, for, for many different reasons. Um, civil wars in Spain. Uh, I mean, poets have definitely been seen over the years as, as threats to the, the, the Communist uh, Party, to many other um, political concerns. Um, the poet uh, Gabriel Garcia Lorca, Lorca was, was shot to death um, because his poetry was felt to be in opposition to the uh, party in power during the Spanish Civil War. Um, the Russian poets most famously, for instance, Osip Mandelstam uh, and other poets uh, were put in jail or in the gulag um, by Stalin. And uh, Mandelstam famously wrote a poem that uh, caricatured Stalin. And it seems tame in a way to us now. It mostly talked about his, his mustache, you know, crawling with vermin and such. Uh, of course, I'm paraphrasing because I'm just drawing all this out of my head in the moment. <laughs> but um, but Mandelstam was put away and he was never released again and he died in captivity. So poets can, of course, say things in their poems that are revolutionary. Uh, poetry is the most or should be the most honest art art form. It should be uh, saying things, you know, as Kafka said, to break the, you know, be the axe to break the frozen sea of the soul. Um, it should be, as Muriel Reichiser said, you know, uh, what if one woman told the truth about her life, the world would break open. So a poem can be the, the core and source of, of much of this material and subject matter. That is revolutionary because it has been kept in silence, it has been suppressed, it has been uh, condemned or contained or, or censored or, or erased or obliterated. Uh, so I think that I think that privately poetry can be extremely revolutionary to the self. Uh, I think that as a poet, that there's a way in which I always live my life on that edge of uh, revolutionizing myself because I think that you're not going to be a good poet if you are not breaking old patterns and you're not looking to new uh, aspects of your identity and you're not seeking, you know, uh, alternate challenges than you did in the past and so forth. Um, should a poet be used as a public figure? I mean, that's up to the poet. Uh, you know, the, the, the Chilean poet Pablo Neruda he was very much a, a public figure in uh, declaiming his, his poetry, you know, talk, talking about the blood in the streets. And uh, he was very oratorical and, and potent and uh, somehow was able to write very uh, incredible poetry while also speaking of horrors. Um, so, you know, that that can happen and you know it's amazing when it does but I think it's very difficult I think that that poetry that tries to write about certain subjects you know if you're the the, the poet laureate of Canada and you're you're supposed to write about you know the latest um the latest changes to uh you know the uh I don't know, some, some actor or another, um, or you're, you know, you're even talking about, you know, uh, say First Nations reservations needing clean water and so forth. It's, you know, you're going to have to be really inspired on some deep level. I, I think it, it, you know, to be a revolutionary poet, 
and to be truly impactful. It's going to have to be, you know, drawn from you like blood from a stone in a way because uh, it's so easy to fall into uh, polemics and ideological modes of speaking and get on your soapbox and rant. And in the moment, you may feel that it's kind of purged you of your own frustrations and anger and, you know, at the lack of injustice, the lack of justice and, and, and you know, how this all keeps continuing in this, you know, horrific cycle over and over again. And especially when it comes to, say, the environment, it seems, I mean, that's probably closest to, you know, a lot of the revolutionary style poetry I've written is... Um, you know, approximating, say, Robinson Jeffers' mode of, of inhumanism, where we have to reorient ourselves and we have to think of ourselves as part of a cycle instead of preeminent and, and dominant and uh, reconfigure a relationship to the planet. I mean, that's, that's very revolutionary when it comes to, you know, oil companies, for instance, who just want to keep persisting in the same way ad infinitum, uh, to, to gain however much money they can from, you know, the dying earth. So I think I think there's a lot of revolutionary poetry going on like that. But of course, there's also an extremely immense amount of bad poetry that is written in the service of causes and, you know, as a means to an end. So, of course, there is a bond between revolution and poetry, historically speaking, uh, in terms of multiple issues. And I think that the poetry, because, you know, at its core, at its, at its, at its heart, it, it wants wildness, it wants freedom, it wants purity, it wants healing, that if one can find the form and the rhythm and the, the metaphors and the mode of singing that can transcend the issue or the war or the interpersonal conflict, and can affect and impact others, then revolutionary poetry is, is absolutely essential. But again, you know, when, uh, as I say at the beginning of, of this podcast, you know, I, I, I quote W.H. Auden, poetry makes nothing happen, and that's a beautiful thing. I think by nothing, he meant that poetry is uh, a force of power that acts in an indirect way. So nothing can be a state of uh, meditation. It can be a state of emptiness. It can be a state of flow. You can become a channel. It is not something that directly leads to you wrote a poem because you want, you know, reservations to have clean water and then bam, clean water happens. It's very slow change of consciousness over time by people having their emotions, their feelings impacted upon through the beauty of revolutionary poetry. You've been listening to Ms. Lyrics Poetry Outlaws. Stay fierce, word musicians. <laughs> <laughs>